Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the HP Podcast, a show where we talk about video games. I'm Ben, and with me here today is Dave, the Canadian landman. How's she going? I wonder how many times I've introduced you as Canadian in some way, shape, or form. You use my full name, too. That's uh, I don't think you normally do that. It's normally just no, I, Dave, but, Wavy Davey, Davey Baby, all that kind of gravy stuff. Gravy Baby. Gravy Baby. Yeah, but I was using the Canadian, I was saying the Canadian like that was your middle name, you know? So I had to have something to end it with. That might actually be my middle name. You you don't because you don't know what my middle name is. So I have seen your driver's license, sir. I know. Oh your middle yeah, name. <laughs> damn it. That is his wrestling name. I've had to submit it for uh, numerous, uh, several press events. Yes. So I have seen. I have. I actually probably have a photocopy of your driver's license <laughs> on my computer somewhere. It's a lot of power. That's a lot of power resting in 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 Western Pennsylvania. That I in didn't one man. With. Well, I mean, people have accused me of worse. So, that's fine. <laughs> and also Brandon, the most glorious ginger, Duncan. Don't again. sound too fucking excited. Jeez. What do you mean? I don't know. I called you the most glorious ginger. It was just the tone. I was like, I don't know. I was thrown off. I okay, just wait. Stop. You were so excited stop. about Dave. No. I just wanted you to be excited about me. Stop. Brandon, let's stop. And with us here today <laughs> is Brandon, the most glorious ginger, Duncan. I was thinking more like, come on down. It's the most <laughs> glorious ginger in this side of the corner. We got Davey Wavy Baby in the other side of the corner. We got... The glorious ginger. I don't. I don't know if, if that's if that's a wrestler announcement or if it's like a strip club at noon on a Tuesday announcement. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I think both. Exactly. Really. I was going for a fusion. Yeah. Okay. That's more. I think you more. got. It. I think you nailed, nailed it. it. Nailed it. Yeah. Considering Dave couldn't figure it out, you definitely. What's going on? How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's going, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking going. It's going. It's um. It's hot out. Yeah, it's been pretty hot lately. Pretty dry, pretty hot. Dry? Yeah. It was humid as hell yesterday. As a whole. Okay, as a whole. Yeah, sure. A, on the whole, you know. On the in the hole, really, if you think about it. Yeah, pardon you. <laughs> around around the hole. Around the hole. Near the what, I'm done. I can't. What do about this you, anymore. Dave? How's weather been up up north? It's good. It's I, I'll once again remind you we live like three hours away, so it's uh, probably the same as four. I think I, I know what four. a compass is. You are north. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been brutal, but it's kind of cooled off a bit, which has been nice. Uh, but let's not forget that in eight to ten weeks, it's going to be really gross out. So yeah, yeah, I'm just enjoying it while I can. Yeah, I 
what's the word despise winter uh i used to make a joke with all the old ladies that i worked with and they would always be complaining about the weather no matter what the weather was if it was too hot they bitched if it was too cold sure same if it was raining terrible if it was humid awful if it was too like it didn't matter so i would always tell them like if they'd ask me or i'd be in, somehow in the conversation with these you know literally 60 to 80 year old women I'd be like, well, I save up all my complaining in the winter so that I can complain twice as much in the summer. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's reversed. I, I, I save up all my complaining in the summer so I can complain twice as much in winter. And that's just all I'd ever say. But I don't know. I just, if I go outside and it's hot, I'm like, well, it's hot. But I'm not in pain. In the winter, if it's cold, I'm in pain. No, see, but here's the difference, though. Is someone who has fair skin, I can go outside and I will be in pain quickly. Yeah, I um, have fair, relatively fair skin, but I also have Indian blood. So, But in the winter, I can just put more clothes on. I could literally be a snowball man of T-shirts. Well, that comes into play, too, because I hate being restricted. Gotcha. Like I would prefer I would I think, you know, for as long as I can in the winter, I never wear a coat. I yep. put a hoodie on or like a slightly larger than average windbreaker, but I almost never wear a coat. I own coats. Although that, I don't know, I don't know if it happens up north either, but I, I feel like a Western <laughs> PA thing is that people around here will wear shorts and short sleeve t-shirts exceptionally after they reasonably should. Oh no, I'm not gonna do that. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go to the gas station for a minute. I'm gonna go in my gym shorts in my t-shirt and it's actually 32 degrees out well that's called laziness <laughs> that has nothing to do with the weather i yeah i, I see that all the time around here though so i, I, I got no problem putting on a hoodie and some actual pants in the winter but i don't want to be all bundled up people are always like you can bundle up and i'm like i will freak out you're not much of a balaclava type man not much of a balaclava guy. Right, my, my issue is is i don't like noisy clothes because when you wear those oh. big jackets and oh, you're they, yes. they rustle and they got zippers and everything and it's just it's confusing and it's noisy and it's are your are your snowshoes loud do they make a noise when you're walking <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever you... worn snowshoes they suck they I absolutely suck oh. those are just tennis rackets right they basically they look... I, yeah. I don't know how they're supposed to work but i wore them once and i'm like i'd rather just sink in the snow this is terrible <laughs> it's absolutely terrible you have to walk like a Clydesdale like it's it's just bad it's awful but you can still walk that's the point right yeah I suppose I was I was able to walk on my own without the snowshoes and not feel like a dickhead so yeah I just went why without. did you I need to know more about the time you wore snowshoes okay so it was at uh, a friend's cottage and okay. we were walking in the like lake was frozen so the whole point of us going outside was to go snowshoeing so like I was like, okay, oh. cool. Let's see how this enhances the experience of walking around in deep snow. And I put them on and I like, like you have to step so high just to like yeah. move anywhere that I'm just like, it's easier for me to just walk on the lake or just sink a little bit in the snow. Um, but yeah, you it's, look it, like it, a cat wearing, wearing shoes. Or exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. And they are just like tennis rackets on your feet. So yeah, yeah. it's like a toddler first walking. It's just, they're just <laughs> stomping everywhere. Exactly. No, no grace, <laughs> man. I, uh, I think the good things about winter, like if you have a bunch of snow to the point where you would conceivably need snowshoes, like I like the idea that you can go, you can go sled riding if you want to, you can go skiing. I love skiing. Uh, you can hop on a snowmobile, whatever. But when, when you're talking about like 
strapping some tennis rackets to your feet. I don't know why anybody would want to leave a nice cabin to go out and see how it was with snowshoes on. That just doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's just, there is something about like being outside in the wilderness on like a, like a winter day and kind of, and also walking on a lake is pretty cool. Oh, you've, people, done that. you've never watched a horror movie at all, have you? <laughs> it was set in the winter. Oh, it was sunny Dude, out. So I like when you breathe in and it burns. It's like menthol <laughs> in your lungs. It's it's actually quite bracing. <laughs> yeah, that's um there's that meme or cartoon or whatever from years back. It's like I hate that the the air burns my face in the winter. Why do I live in a place where the air burns my face? That's how I feel about it. Lovely. Yeah. yeah so long story short is I can you know, it's not it's not pleasant, it's not comfortable, but you know, I can I can suck it up with the humidity and the heat. But uh you can no suck all right. right. You can suck hey, all right. Don't gotta be human neither. <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean <laughs> Boys, let's talk about some video game related things. The first. Well let's start off with a couple of uh couple of uh VR okay. things. The first. MetaQuest, which I hate calling it meta quest because it is oculus quest but meta purchased them which by the way what's meta facebook i can't keep track anymore thanks suck anyway thanks a lot suck Suck, you you suck yeah sweet baby rays in order to convince this is a tweet by the way in order to continue investing in moving the vr industry forward for the long term we are adjusting the price of MetaQuest 2 headsets to $399.99 US for the 128-gigabyte model and 499 256-gigabyte model starting on August 1st, 2022. Uh, they also included that an offer to download Beat Saber, one of the most popular Quest apps, at no additional cost will come with every new headset purchase for a limited time. And that limited time is... December 31st, 2022. So Oculus, who they debuted their models. I I looked this up beforehand. The 64 gig came out and was 299. And the 256 model came out and was 399. They later revised that with some different uh, sizes. I think the 128 that I bought ended up being... $299, $299, so they just kind of like discontinued one and brought in the other. But now they're raising both of their models by $100 a piece. And uh, let's let's talk about that. Dave, we'll start with you. What do you think about someone doing a mid-gen or uh, in, you know, a couple years into the, into the hardware, a price increase? Yeah, this is uh, a weird situation for sure because, you know, as, as you just sort of alluded to, it's it's a mid-gen thing. So you'd think they would get cheaper um, or at least stay the exact same price. But um, I guess there's a couple different theories here, I guess. Um, and I, I, I'll have to credit Ryan McCaffrey on this because he's the one who tweeted about, you know, the different approaches. But one thing he said it could be is they've looked at their forecast and they've looked at the market and they are under the impression that, even if they raise the price, they're still going to sell the exact same number of units or roughly the same. So um, this is a little bit opportunistic for them to just raise the price and pull in some more revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, the other theory is is that the price of parts have just gone up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for Oculus. But um, we have seen sort of in the last year, I think, 
this market has gotten a lot more casual. And anytime you're open to casual gamers, then you have you know a lot more potential customers out there like i mentioned both my sister and my brother-in-law got oculus um back this just past christmas and uh to my surprise i was sure my sister would get this thing play it for like a week and then never use it again but she's using it all the time so it's uh it's lots of the device i think the only game she owns are like horror games and beat saber but that's all she needs and she uses it for movies and stuff too oh nice so, yeah yeah i mean there's there's people out there who are getting a lot of use out of this thing so um it will be interesting to see how this pays off for them uh long term for sure brandon what about you do you agree with the assessments or do you have another idea i don't know man I wonder if it was closer to this price all along uh, and that they were just taking a bit of a loss. I don't know if that's possible. I feel like we've heard about game companies, well, hardware companies doing this before. Oh, yeah. You um, know, they a lot of a lot of uh, systems cost more than they sell them for. Right. At, so I launch at least. I wonder if they saw the numbers slowing. And then in addition, I think part of it is what Dave said. They realize they're going to make the same amount in the long run with the forecast. So. At this point, they got all the people that they could for the, in quotes, cheaper price. Um, and now they, yeah, I don't know. I guess it is possible that the parts are more expensive, but I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe they are taking it at a loss at the beginning for some reason. It is weird to change it now, though. Yeah, so. it is. It, I think it's weird to change it up this far into the cycle. It'd be one thing if they were like, for the first year, it's going to be $100 off. Right, right, right. And then you raise it or whatever, just to try to get those those early adopters in the door and, and even some people who aren't normally adopters. Uh, I think, you know, the part price definitely has something to do with it. But uh, the conspiracy theory part of me, I, so I agree with those assessments, but the, the conspiracy part, I'm like, well, maybe they, they've seen some more information about the PSVR 2 and they've kind of gotten a, a look at the price point because every every time the PSVR co- comes up, PSVR 2, everybody's like, well, they're going to have to beat Oculus's price or else people aren't going to be interested. And now, you know, maybe they are like, well, turns out a PlayStation's going to be charging a little more so we can charge a little more and at least we'll still be competitors in, in, in that sense. Uh, people, you know, we can charge more and we need to charge more. Therefore, we will charge more. So, I don't know. I, I think there's probably uh, there's probably a little bits of truth in everything out there that's being said. Uh, I love the fact that they're like Beat Saber, one of our most popular games. And I'm like, that's like a $30 game, a $40 <laughs> game, maybe. I don't know if that really. But it is nice, you know, if they're going to increase the price to at least give away some some software as well. But I don't know that I really have. I think it sucks. Don't get me wrong. But like it doesn't upset me because I'm like, well, it's been out for like what, two years now. The people who are going to get it have probably already gotten it. And people who haven't are going to pay more for it. But again, that doesn't, doesn't typically happen. It doesn't typically happen. Yeah. Yeah. The people who haven't, who have held out this long, aren't going to go for it just because it's cost or because it costs more now. So, right. Right. I wonder, does it spell any kind of, we haven't seen any signs or heard anything. Does it spell any kind of trouble for Oculus? Are they, I mean, to make this kind of a decision, you got to think they really got to be hurting in some respect. For me personally, it, it's it's the opposite because I, I, I think it's a confidence move. And we looked at those two things where it's either they've looked at their sales forecast and they're still going to make the, the same amount of money at either price point or 
they're so confident in what they have going up against PSVR 2 that they're like, you know what, we set the market, but we're confident enough in this move that, um, you know, we have enough of install base now, we're still in good standing. So to me, right. it, it looks like more of a confidence thing than anything. But again, we'll have to kind of see how it plays yeah, out because sure. that PSVR 2 is that, that could that could change everything. So. Yeah, I mean, if PSVR 2 came out and was better than Oculus and the same price or cheaper, I see what you're saying with the comparative, Ben. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Well, since we're... It, it makes you wonder. It does. We keep talking about PSVR 2, and it happens that we have a new some new information about the PSVR 2. Uh, this is from the PlayStation blog directly. It says, the road to launch for PlayStation VR 2 is in full swing, and we can't wait for the you to try the exciting new games and experiences you'll be able to explore as our next generation virtual reality headset. As we continue with our launch efforts today, we'd like to offer a quick peek at some of the user experience features you'll discover on PSVR 2. So they showed off uh, the see- a see-through view. This is something that PSVR, the original one, did not have. It is something that Oculus has. And basically, while you're wearing the headset, uh, there's probably a button or a um, uh, trigger or something on the headset that enables it, but you'll be able to see like see the world. It'll probably be in black and white or very dimly lit, I'd have to imagine. But it basically just acts as cameras that show you what's around you. Um, you know, if you drop a remote uh, or if uh, you need to check to make sure there's not a kid running in front of you or whatever. Uh, so that that's going to be a thing. Um, the... You won't be able to, to record in the see-through see option, by the way. I don't know why that was important, but it was. Uh, this is cool. They are going to have a broadcast feature, which will allow you to film yourself playing by connecting the PS5 camera to the console. And basically, you'll be able to um, you know record yourself playing a game. Now, I don't know why anyone would <laughs> want to... <laughs> Go ahead. That's exactly what I've always wanted. I typically am allowed to not see my dumb self walk around. <laughs> I could just get to see my friends do it yeah. and look like idiots in an em- like a nearly empty room that's yeah. been cleared. Um, but what I really want is to be able to look at myself doing it as if I wasn't humiliated enough. Well, I can tell you that there's going to be a subreddit called PSVR to fail. Uh, and it's just going to be a ton of people who recorded themselves doing stupid things. TVs, tables, yeah. legs broken, fingers bitten off, you know, that bitten sort of thing. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, we'll talk about a couple <laughs> more, and then we'll go back and, and go through all of them. A customized play area, they're going to make it so that, um, basically, I mean, it is like the Oculus has, where you have a play area that if you get outside the confines of that, like you can set the area, and then if you get outside the confines of that, it'll alert you to that. Uh, and then they're going to have a cinematic mode. Well, they'll, they'll have the the VR content, you know, you're going to be able to see in 360 like normal. They're also going to have a, uh, a cinematic mode hmm. where basically you can see anything that is on it in a cinematic mode. So like, for instance, on the PSVR 1, I used to play Fortnite sometimes in cinematic mode. I think it was called theater mode. And I don't know why I was doing it, but I just was. It's fun. Because, yeah, it just like, it felt different. It's just you're looking at a screen, but you're inside of a headset at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of immersive. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Yeah. So those are the the big things they talked about. Um, VR mode, cinematic mode, customized play area, broadcasting yourself, uh, kicking your dog by accident, and oh, the see-through view. All right. Dave, are, I know you're neither one of you are real hot on VR, especially PSVR, but uh, what do you think of those features that are added in? It's cool. I mean, they're quality of life stuff, but um, it's it's just it, it's 
kind of cool to see like i i guess this is something that already existed with oculus but i i didn't know the see-through thing was like a thing before but i can certainly see the uses of it um the recording thing is i i have the same reaction to that as as brandon but i know like the amount of awesome content we're going to get on on the internet is going to be fantastic from that and yeah. and i i'm sure sony is hoping so because that's a lot of really good free marketing for their, oh, absolutely. Their, brand absolutely. New, their brand new vr device so um yeah i mean that's that's a brilliant move right there but man i the more i see about this thing the more i'm really hoping that this horizon um vr game is just like out of this world incredible because i kind of i, I kind of want to want one um yeah I really like those yeah. controllers too. Those little orbs on your hands; those are those are super cool. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's nice to see this thing in sort of real time and and people interacting with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, the closer we get to it, the more excited I am to see again this Horizon thing and hopefully some of the other software that's going to come with it. But I think they are making the right moves with this so far. I think the uh, the camera thing opens it up to make content easier for people to do like streaming and stuff from the psvr2 instead of what's current what currently exists with uh the oculus and stuff is that you basically have to just put a camera on your face and hope it matches up to the gameplay pretty well right whereas this is going to be kind of a one-to-one thing so uh i don't really don't think i want to watch anyone play in a headset but maybe yeah maybe (laughs) there's somebody who does yeah for real um, I think this is pretty good. I mean, even not having had a PSVR one, I know that it was lacking in some ways. Yeah. Um, I think that these are all welcome improvements to a headset that could have been a lot better than it was. Um, and I think we're finally going to get a good shake at Sony <sighs> and VR because even though PSVR one was good for the time, uh, it quickly fell by the wayside and was very blatantly not designed from the ground up um you know you had the old move controllers that somehow got roped into it so (laughs) um that that always amazes me that they actually found out a way to do that but um no i think this is a good change um i don't think i'm gonna buy in but yeah um if let's just say this if i ran into a load of money sure (laughs) i would definitely buy in but i'm not i'm not you know going out of my way so well, it's interesting because we said all along that the success of the PSVR 2 in comparison to the Quest is going to depend on the money and it's going to depend on the price point. And now maybe that isn't as, going to be as much of the case. If Oculus is going to raise their prices and PSVR can't get near them still or does have a better shot at getting near them, it'll be a different decision. Now, of course, people like Dave's sister uh, who bought an oculus and probably don't have a ps5 you know that's still gonna be an easy decision because in order to get a psvr2 you gotta also buy a 500 hundred dollar console and then you gotta find one on top of that if you well they're, they're pretty easy to get now i think but so i think there will still be that distinction and maybe once again that plays into my conspiracy theory of uh well you know playstation is gonna be doing this and you gotta buy a 500 hundred dollar console so we can make ours a little more expensive i don't know dude that theory makes me really think that quest and PSVR 2 are going to be very technologically, not exactly identical, but they're going to be very comparable. I kind of am buying into it now, Ben. I'm yeah. kind of buying into it a little bit. 
because this does seem very strange. I don't want to go back to the price change, but I feel like they have to be similar if this is the play. Well, all these features that they revealed, the the see-through view, um, not the broadcast while you're playing, although you could already do that as you know if you have a webcam that's pretty much it's pretty easy to to hook up the software right the play area the cinematic mode those are things that oculus already has so uh playstation took a few cues and they were the right cues to take because those are good features (laughs) for sure yeah definitely so uh on to more about horizon dave you keep mentioning you know the vr game this is not about the vr game uh but this comes from game infinite Infinitus, I can't say that word, Infinitus, comes from a website and it says <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West has just come out earlier in February and like Zero Dawn, the sequel might have its DLC based on an update. The latest rumor comes thanks to an update by motion capture actress of Aloy, who shared a small video of her doing some work on Instagram. This has led many fans to speculate that it could be related to an upcoming DLC for the game. After all, the same happened with Zero Dawn. After all that happened with Zero Dawn, this this website I've looked at before, and they usually have good stuff, and I've verified it with other sites to make sure they're on track. But their their writing is not always uh, typoless, I guess you could say. This alone may not warrant such special speculation. However, there is another post by the actress who can be seen with actress or actor Louis Van Beek, who has contributed with his voice to various roles in Horizon Forbidden West. Guerrilla Games has yet to officially announce a DLC for the game, but it won't be a surprise to see one announced later this year, potentially at Gamecom or something else. Uh, Brandon, I know you played the Frozen Wilds DLC for the first Horizon, and you really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And then you played Horizon Forbidden West, and you platinumed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did play quite a bit of the game. Are you interested in more content for Horizon? Short answer, no. Yeah, long um, answer. Long answer, I'm probably going to play it. I don't know. Um, I've talked about... I'm not going to rehash all my feelings on Forbidden West. I did enjoy the game. I obviously platinumed it. Um, but I'm not going to... Who even knows if I'll get it on the first day? I mean, I've been doing this a lot lately. I feel like I used to be a lot more into DLC, but games haven't robed me in. Yeah. Um, and maybe not a testament to the game or the DLC, maybe more of a testament to me, but even things like Icky Island. Yeah. I loved Ghost of Tsushima, and I platinumed it. I platinumed that game too. I yeah. liked it a lot more than Forbidden West. Yeah. Um, but I did the same thing. It's like when I was done with it, when I platinumed it, I feel like my mind just shut off to the whole thing. Right. We played a little bit of the multiplayer, but that was about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's it. Um, and obviously that's an issue with me, but I'm sure I'll check it out. Um, and I'm sure it'll only be like 20 bucks or something. So the last one had a, a decent swath of content. So I'd be willing to see it through. It's funny because uh, same for Go- Ghost of Tsushima and Forbidden West came out with New Game Plus, like after the game had been out already. Yeah. And uh, I looked at both of them and I was like, even though I liked both games, I liked Ghost way more than I liked the New Horizon. But me, me I, too. I looked at it and I was like, meh, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I don't need to play it again. Yeah. Dave, what about you? Are you a DLC guy? Um, No, not really. And I played some really good DLC. Um, But like, I'm kind of thinking if there was ever a time where I didn't buy a game at launch, but then some DLC came out and I was like, I think I need to play that. And I, I'm. I, it's not coming to mind. I don't know if that's ever happened for you guys. I'm sure it's not a common thing. 
but it was weird because like horizon was was on my list and i kept putting it off and putting it off and then when i kind of heard how you felt brandon once you finally finished the platinum i was like this sounds like i'm gonna have the same experience that i had with the first one which i attempted to play twice and couldn't really get into i appreciate it's a really good game it's a high quality game there's a lot to do in it um but yeah i'm just having a hard time pulling the trigger on that one even if it goes on sale but yeah but yeah i don't know have you guys ever had a time where you passed up on a game at launch but then some dlc changed Hmm. your mind and and brought you into it or when it came out as like a package right I don't know if I've ever had a game that I was like interested in and then I ended up buying it because of the DLC. Uh, I can only ever think of two DLCs that weren't like, you know, like Game of the Year editions and stuff like that. I've obviously bought those and played that DLC to sometimes play the DLC. The only two I can think of that I like specifically went and bought were Undead Nightmare Mm. for Red Dead Redemption. Good call. And the... DLC for Spider-Man on PS4, okay. which I I love that game. And I ended up getting the DLC for like $10 somehow. I think it was partially like Sony put a credit on my account and it was on sale. So I got it for pretty cheap. But it's funny because as much as I love that game and as much as I wanted to play the DLC, I played like an hour of the DLC and then I don't think I've ever gone back to it. So I'm not a big DLC guy. I'm kind of a... I'm going to play this game until I'm done with it. And then I'm probably never going to play it again. Kind of person. Yeah. Right. What about you, Brandon? Uh, I've definitely had my fair share of DLC, but yeah, it just, it really has to grab me like really, really. And um, sadly, the first one really, really, really grabbed me. Yeah. Um, the second one, not, not quite the same for horizon. So, you know, I've certainly done my fair share. I did all of dark souls threes, DLCs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just has to speak to me. And most of these games have their time with me. And then I kick them to the fucking curb. <laughs> I have had games where I think, thinking back, the DLC was, I don't want to say better, but more memorable to me than the actual main game itself. And I'm thinking of um, Blood and Wine from The Witcher oh, yeah, 3. Yeah. Yep. And... Um, Probably the um, the first DLC, Legacy of the First Blade for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't know if you guys played that, but that one was really cool because it kind of like went, it really dug deep in some of the backstory of like stuff that happened in previous games and, and tied everything together real well. But yeah, I think DLC can be really, really, really good, even if like you're not super high on a game. And, and it's interesting you brought up Undead Nightmare. Is th- that's a perfect example of when a DLC was so drastically different. I'm thinking about Blood Dragon right. 2 for Far Cry, where it's like that's something that could bring somebody in who wasn't or was sort of on the fence when the game initially came out. So, yeah, I love when studios were, were creative with uh, DLC and uh, maybe we'll see something sort of not wildly different, but you know, with, with uh, the first game, they went to a completely different locale and, and biome than, um, than was the main game. So yeah, yeah. there's one DLC I'm, I'm thinking about right now. Do Minerva's Den? No, I did play Minerva's Den, but I forgot about that. Actually, I think that was in, in the package I bought though. Yeah. That was a part of the, the ultimate in quotes edition. Or yeah. The I don't think I ever played Minerva's Den until like 2020. I, yeah, I haven't played it toward, since recently either, but, um, I guess that was more of a testament towards. I think I liked it better than the all of Bioshock Two. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. It was just a neat idea, and Bioshock Two was great. 
for just a game in general, but for a Bioshock game, it was kind of weak. Sure. The DLC I'm thinking about buying right now, and when I say thinking about it, I don't know if I'm actually thinking about it, is the uh, the Forza Horizon Hot oh, Wheels DLC yeah. just came out. I that, cannot speak one. to this. I cannot speak to the second one, but the first, no, Forza Horizon 3, the Hot Wheels DLC on that one is yeah elite. Here, Here's the thing about it, is that I've played, I don't know, somewhere between 20 and 30 hours, I want to say. I could be off. I'm sure I could check, but I don't care enough, of Forza Horizon. And I like it. I like it a lot. It's a great game for me just to pop on for like an hour and, you know, zoom around and do some races and whatever. And I really want the Hot Wheels DLC. I do. I really want it. But I'm like, yeah, but I didn't buy the game. So do I want to buy the DLC? True. And at this point, I don't want to buy the game because I already have access to it for as long as I have Game Pass. Right. So... For me, it's a hard sell. I know they say that that Game Pass players, on average, the Game Pass subscribers buy more DLC and and end up buying games and stuff. But I'm not I'm not one of them. I'm not one of the people that make that statistic because I'm just like, well, if I don't own the game, why would I want to own the DLC? Right. So I don't know. It's only like twenty bucks or eighteen. It's not. It's nothing. But I'm kind of like, yeah, should I get it? I think I'll end up caving and getting it eventually. Yeah. So we'll see. What forts are we on again? Horizon Forza, 5. Horizon 5. And then Forza okay. Motorsport 7, I think is the gotcha, next one. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, the... Um, <clears throat> I think it was 4 I was talking about with Hot Wheels Dale. 3, but anyway. I think it came with 3. I don't think they had it Did in it? 4. I could be totally wrong there, but I just know everyone... I didn't play it. 4 was the one with the seasons. You're right. It's 3. Yeah. It's 3. Yeah. Everyone always talks about the Hot Wheels in 3, and I don't remember them talking about it in 4. So Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, well, I know this is going to excite everybody here. Lord of the Rings Gollum <laughs> has been delayed precious by a few months for polishing. This comes from WCCF Tech. It says, Today, Nacon and Daedalic Entertainment announced another delay of the Lord of the Rings Gollum. The game is being moved from its September 1st release date to a few months after that, as revealed in a freshly issued press release. The reason is to further polish and improve the final product. The Delic Entertainment and Nacon would like to thank all players for their patience and support so far. During the past several years, the team has been working hard to share a vision of a remarkable story set in a breathtaking world filled with magic and wonder. We are dedicated to meeting our community's expectations and uncovering the untold story of Gollum in a way that honors the vision of J.R.R. Tolkien. That being said, in order to do that, yada, 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 we have to delay it, etc. Now, it's funny because they... 
delayed it and said a couple of months. They didn't give a specific date. And it also kind of it kind of might suck for them a little bit because that Amazon series, which people are saying looks pretty good. I don't. Dude, what, I, a, what about Sauron, though? What about Sauron? Have you seen the pictures? Isn't he isn't he like a kid, a boy? Uh, I don't I haven't seen anything. Oh, for fuck's sake. I blacked I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If I know here's the thing. If I know I'm going to watch or play something, I might look at it once and then after that I don't look at it again. I just saw some some complaints, but yeah, he right. looks, why would he, they He looks like um he looks like the guy from Stranger Things, the guy who worked in the uh the asylum with Eleven, the blonde Beautiful guy. Beautiful Squidward. Oh. Yeah, I know who you mean. Oh. I'm tiptoeing around the name for obvious yeah. reasons. But... I know you mean. He does. Yeah, he looks like him, though. Yeah. But yeah, you would think it would make sense for them to do it around that, right? The, exactly. I'm sure that that was going to be, you know, a, a big boost. But also, if the game just isn't good, that's not going to help. I kind of feel like that's probably going to be the case. Well, yeah. I mean, if their their version of the game, if they think it's if they think the game in general is going to be good, but they know it's not ready then that would be just as bad. You just walk around and eat fish and look for rings? I don't know what the hell you do in a golem game. You fight spiders and try to steal <laughs> rings? Lose your hair and be gangly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is he, you got a gangly meter going on? You don't look enough, John, this... Like, it, it, <laughs> like in, in Stray, they had the press O to meow thing. This better yeah, have, yeah. like, a press O to say precious thing. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a I, great idea. I would smash that motherfucking circle button. <laughs> I would at, like no circle left. Man, that's a good point. But yeah, just a little weird. I don't know. And maybe I'm not up with the Lord of the Rings lore, but I just am finding it hard to uh, conceive in my mind of a game that would be interesting to me uh, playing Gollum. Especially after games like uh, Shadow of War. Oh man, which was yeah. actually completely fire. And you don't care about Lord of the Rings. I don't. I don't give a damn. Yeah. But Shadow of War, you know, Nemesis system obviously shut out. Um, but yeah, the man, we've got some, we've got some really terrible Lord of the Rings games in the past, and some really heavy bangers. I mean, we've got the Shadow game, uh, Shadow games. Um, we've got people love that PS2 one, the right? Two Towers is that one? one? Yeah, the Two Towers on PS2 is maybe one of my favorite games of all time and i don't have any way to play it right now oh abandoned where status i know but yeah it it's obviously better for them but i still maybe it surprises me i hope it surprises me but i just can't imagine what a golem game looks like yeah i i was looking forward to this as a concept because i think it's it's a nice like different approach to this um this universe in a video game because you're right like i'm sure they're going to come up with something interesting to do as Gollum, and it's again it's a different perspective on the world but i i'm not terribly confident in this developer um datalik because i'm just looking back and we actually reviewed some of their games before uh barrel trauma is the publisher or the developer they publish that but even just like I don't know. They, I, I don't know if if they, they're the team to really bring this license to life, especially using such a unique approach with Gollum. So, um, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot in the game, and you know, they're they're may, probably making the right decision by by delaying. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's it's 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 a weird developer to go with for such a big big franchise and such a risky approach to a game. So yeah. yeah. 
Dude, that's what's so weird is that like whenever you're developing for something intellectual property that is not unique, right? It's not new. You simultaneously have to make something that is true to the subject, but make a fun fucking game in the same time. Yeah. So like, I feel like these developers sometimes run into that problem. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of things getting delayed, this is a bad one. Yikes. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game paused amid studio shakeup. This comes from Bloomberg. It was written by Jason Trier. Jason Trier, by the way, um, I tweeted a picture one time about how the um, about how Doc Ock from Spider-Man PS4 and Jason Trier looked like the same person. <laughs> and then Phil responded to it and Phil got blocked and I didn't somehow. <laughs> so uh, Legendary. Yeah. The grudge has formed from that day forward with Phil. Anyway, a hotly anticipated new Star Wars game is in serious trouble. According to people familiar with the project, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, a remake of the 2003 role-playing game, is delayed indefinitely as developers at Austin, Texas-based Aspire Media try to figure out what comes next. Aspire also abruptly fired the game's art director and design director this month. In a series of meetings throughout July, Aspire's two studio heads told employees that the project is on pause and that the company will look for new contracts and development opportunities said the people who were not yet authorized to speak about the situation. Uh, the game was announced last September and has been in development for nearly three years at Aspire, which was purchased by Embracer Group last year. Aspire, founded in 1996, was best known as a service shop that brought existing video games to other platforms such as iOS, including the original Knights of the Old Republic games. Uh, so, not looking good. I, apparently, uh, in, Jul- in June, they finalized a demo of the game, to show off to Lucasfilm and Sony because it is going to be a PlayStation exclusive, the console exclusive. And apparently the next week, the design director and art director were just fired. Oh, my God. Uh, so apparently somebody didn't like what they saw there. Oh, no. So, Dave, you're uh, more of a Star Wars fan than Brandon, and I think you're also a KOTOR fan. How you feel about the potential just stalling out entirely of this project? Uh, well, this is this is just insane. This is this is Aspire. This is the same team that brought us the uh, the Knights of the Old Republic two port to the Nintendo Switch that you can't finish. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this this is crazy. And when I read this story um, just before we came on that that vertical slice presentation that they had for Sony and, and LucasArts is, is kind of the craziest part of the story because um, there was a quote in the article that said that LucasArts and Sony were apparently pretty impressed with what they saw. And they were like, okay, this is good. This is on track for release. But yeah. internally, um, I guess the project leads realized how much time and money went into just creating this vertical slice um, and I guess that goes to show how much around the game wasn't even close to what they had presented. So it's almost like they knowingly presented something to their investors that they like might eventually be indicative of a final product, but was so far gone from where they actually were at that point. That, Dave, that never happens. No uh, studio has ever presented a vertical slice that wasn't part, actually what the representative of the main game. Come on. Don't even I guess that. that's what you always do. But then if you two weeks later, you start firing everybody who works for you, then <laughs> I think the investors are going to know about it. And it's just yeah. it's just such a weird situation. But so it even goes on to say that, like, 
um, you know, the game was initially, they were hopeful it was going to come out end of 2022. And somebody's like, yeah, 2025 is probably more realistic. And now that it's on pause completely, like this stinks of a canceled game to me. And well, yeah. Was- and when, when, when you hear that the studio head is saying that they're going to find, they're going to try to find some other contracts and stuff like that. Like that doesn't sound like, Oh, we just had some extra people sitting around that we needed work for them to do. It sounds like the people who are working on this aren't going to be working on it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they need somebody to fix the switch port. So that's true. Um, there's one Is job that still for not fixed. I don't know, but okay. But you're looking at me like I went and downloaded it, and <laughs> which is something I would do, but I, do I, I did not. So masochistic switch, Dave. Brandon, were you looking forward to this? I know. Again, you're not a big Star Wars fan. You're right, not. Sure. You know, you, you don't have any history with this game necessarily, but it is legendary. Is it something yeah. you were interested in? I feel like there was part of me that was going to be interested. But after hearing this news, I mean, another casualty to a bad porthouse. Yeah. Um, it's just sad because it's such a big series. And I know so many people were so excited for it. Yep. And they just paraded in front of your face. And this is just so much worse than even Kingdom Hearts. You know, that shit never came out. And then it finally came out. But this is just like, no, yeah, no, it's worse than Kingdom Hearts. How? Kingdom Hearts is awful. No, I mean, like the delays, the delays, <laughs> know, at know. least, the, you know, there was nothing. And then there was something. Right. This is just like, yeah, we're kind of just done. Right. So I don't know. That's a little weird to me. And I feel really bad, mostly for people that were excited. I feel like a love could have blossomed, but um, it was no more. Well, I've been holding off on play, replaying the original. I played it, you know, back when it came out, probably three or four times over the next, you know, that was when I was in like late middle school, early high school, something like that. And I played it several times. And then I think I played it at least once in college. And I haven't touched it since. And I was like, I've been thinking about going back and playing it again. And then they announced the remake. And I was like, well, I'm just going to wait for the remake. I might as well. And now I'm like, well, now I can go play the original again. Like, <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Definitely sucks. And just over their head. The, the bigger thing is, you know, what happened to Aspire? Because, yeah, we're joking about the... Uh, the switch port of two being really bad and uh, not having a way for you to actually finish the game. And that's something clearly that they messed up, but they've made good games. They've ported good games before. And I'm like, ported good games. Yeah. yeah that's, that might be games. the difference right there. Is that they yeah. made that's, a good game? That's true. This is a remake. This is like yeah. a ground up remake. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I, I think if they've worked on it before, they just felt very confident. They're like, we know this game. We know what it's going to take to Probably, yeah. make it new. Yeah. And then they started to do it. And they're like, wow, we are way in over our fucking heads. And we presented a fucking, what was it, at, at the Game Awards? Yeah, I think it was <laughs> Game Awards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think they started to shit a brick. And but all that they presented was a, a screenshot of, or not a screenshot, but a short cinematic. Right. Of, of a character, no, but yeah. still, that brings the hype. Absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. Not, you know I'm what I mean? Away, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it sucks for sure, and I don't know. Hopefully, they'll get it back on track, or they'll give it to somebody else, or whatever. But I can guarantee that, like Dave said, their investors are not thrilled, or else the game wouldn't be paused. But I, I just wish I was in that boardroom, or like in the meetings after the boardroom, or like was able to see perspectives of both sides. Like the Aspire <laughs> team is like, we nailed it, right? And the Sony team was like, we're not giving them another cent. <laughs> So who knows? We need to see more than thirteen seconds of gameplay. Yeah, the vertical slice was was uh, the loading screen. They're like, "Wow, beautiful cinematics." Yeah, 
It's great. Great job, guys. <laughs> Boys, it's come to that time where we talk about what we've been playing. And Dave, I get the feeling. I don't know this for sure, but I get the feeling you haven't been playing a whole lot. What makes you say that? You're right, but I'm just curious. What makes you say that? <laughs> uh, just because I know that you're currently in the midst of moving and you're in a in a place that's not you know your own and. Uh, I looked at your recent playtime while I was trying uh, to look at Brandon's earlier on PlayStation and know she hadn't played anything. So uh, just those just those little cues here. But uh, okay. No, I figured okay. I'd let you go first. Um, yeah, well, you're absolutely right. I have not played much. I have been playing more of Jedi Fallen Order, though. Um, nice. And yeah, that game's so cool. I got to the part where um, you land on the planet and you jump in the water and you jump on the... Um, the walker and then you like end up piloting it man that was such a cool sequence yeah do you think i can remember a game i played three years ago well i think you'd remember piloting a walker it was was just a really cool um sort of uh i don't know it was it was i i I immediately texted a friend and i was like i i wish i hadn't waited so long to play this game because like it's so much fun and this part was so badass and i'm still on this like Star Wars thing, I'm at the very tail end of watching Obi Wan, nice. um, so yeah, I'm I'm super into it right now. Um, yeah, one day, one day, Brandon is gonna is gonna get on this on this Star Wars dick. That's for sure. Something's yeah. got to convert me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Something's yeah. got to, and I feel like it could have been the game you're describing, but it just wasn't. You didn't like that game at all, did you? I li- I thought it was fine. I just got bored quickly. Did you finish it? No. Okay. I played some of it. In fairness, that's a game that eh, it does get better as you go, but I don't yeah. think it gets better enough to change you from bored to ravenous. Yeah, it was like Dark Souls, but not quite enough. Like, I don't. No, I, yeah. I do not like those comparisons at all. I yeah. I will accept like Metroidvania, but like the Dark Souls comparison is just so lazy, and I don't agree with it. Um, for Jedi Fallen Order. But I'm a little worried yeah, about Lacey Brandon. Yeah, I, that's I'm, okay. a, I'm a little late. No, no, no. I'm not for Brandon. I, I just I, I heard that a, lot. a little bit. <laughs> I heard that a lot when the game came out, and I remember that was one of the reasons why I didn't pick it up is because it was like I don't want a really hard Star Wars game. But I am a little worried about the sequel just because it. I this isn't justified, but I feel like it's being turned around a bit too quick. And the last yeah. time a Star Wars sequel was turned around a bit too quick, it was The Force Unleashed Two. And that oh, was yeah. not a good game. So I that's the only real reason. But hey, they could have thousands of people working on this game and it could be really, really good. But uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's coming out next spring. So we'll see. I'm with you, Dave. I really enjoyed that game. And uh, it's probably one I'll go back to at some point. I played it on PC and I think I actually did like the, the free trial of Origin or something like that. I don't know. Or, or paid five bucks or something. But I really enjoyed it and I'd like to play it again. I think I have access to it now elsewhere. Oh, I think it's on Game Pass and I might even own it at this point on No longer on Game Pass. I might own it on PlayStation. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> so, Brandon, oh, Dave, I'm sorry. Was that all? Do you guys want a puzzle update? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She's going, Let's hear fellas. It, dude. I think we're about, uh, we're about, you know, 30 to 40 percent of the way through i got i got like the whole bottom part done uh i i may have been doing some of the puzzle while we're on the podcast today because it's sitting right beside yeah. me but That's yeah what i'm talking about boys puzzles are intense okay and yeah, chicks, they are, man. chicks dig puzzles so that's right yeah. i like puzzles too have you um have you ever noticed have you done a lot of puzzles like many puzzles 
No, this is the first time I've touched a puzzle in like 20 years. So. Okay. Well, I very rarely touch puzzles, but sometimes I'll do them with the family or something like that. Like when I say sometimes, I mean like maybe once ever. But the thing I notice about uh, puzzles is that like you have a you have a really easy time getting going because you like, you know, you put all the edge pieces on and then like there's some pieces that are definitely part of depending on the design. And then there's a really long, arduous yeah, portion yeah. in the middle. And then the last 10 percent is just like you're done. It's like, just yeah, it's the finish. You see line. the piece it's, and you yeah. know where it goes. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that part, but I'm having a good time. It's. It, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. It's like it's like a Dark Souls boss. Yes. It's just like <laughs> first time you fight it, you get really close, and then for the next three hours, it beats the shit out of you, but you're making little bits of progress here and there. So, yeah. You probably mentioned it last week, and I forget, but what is the puzzle of? Like, what is the, the picture? Um, it's. It, I think it's somewhere in Italy. It's like uh, it might be the Amalfi Coast or something, but... Okay. okay. So, like that whole cool. bottom part with, sorry, if the listeners, you can just turn off right now if you want. But <laughs> yeah, the bottom part is like all flowers, and I got that part all done, and now I'm just oh, those are rough. Buildings. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, Dave, fun. the true test of the puzzle when it's finished, pick it up and shake it like a blanket. Dustin's, if it sticks together. Our intern Dustin is going to be editing this. Be like, are they really fucking talking about puzzles? <laughs> Video Here's game the puzzle. thing he doesn't actually edit the content, he just slaps the intro and outro on it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he won't hear this, I'm sure. Unless he wants to <laughs> listen. But I will say, Dave, that um, our listeners didn't get any less of a view than we did. Because <laughs> when we're on this program and we're over a bit, like especially if your upload's not terribly great, the, uh, the the image is so pixelated that all I saw was a, a colorful was like a blur. Mo- <laughs> yeah, it was a colorful blur. It's like a Minecraft painting. It really maybe, was. I'll, maybe I'll take a picture of like the actual progress and put it in Discord. There you Absolutely. Go. And I'll, I will promptly be removed from the Discord. <laughs> uh, banned. Banned forever. Brandon, what have you been playing? Uh, I played a little bit more Stray. Okay. Um, less than I would have liked. I've been bouncing between a bunch of things recently. Um, but that game is awesome. Yeah. I'm really enjoying playing it. I want to take my time because I know it's not super big. Yeah. But beautiful. I love the aesthetics of this game. Really, really on point. Um, the cat's awesome. The cat's but, awesome. Um, I beat God of War 2. I think I mentioned last week I beat 1. I beat 2 this week. And I am, I would assume, probably about halfway through Ascension. Um, This one I've never played, ever. Um, So it's been pretty interesting. It is, from 1 to 2, it's a clear upgrade. I mean, just like the way characters are presented, the voice lines, the cinematic, stuff like that. But it kind of looks the same. And I know they've been remastered. I get that. All of them have been remastered hd whatever yeah um but ascension from two to ascension big step up (laughs) so um they did something a little bit different i feel like one and two visually not only like graphically but like the ui and like visual cues for buttons were all the same Mm -hmm. in ascension they're different Mm -hmm. so that's been a little bit of an adjustment period um but the clear upgrade in time <laughs> like like uh, it was out later so it obviously looks a lot better right ascension um, so, came, it was on ps3 or ps2 i i don't know it was like 2013 and it came out after god of war 3 i think it came out before god of war 3 and after god of war 2 got it okay so um I was playing it in order, although Ascension is a prequel. 
You're right, right. Um, I considered playing one, two, and three, and then Ascension, but I just want to play in the order that they came out because I feel like that's when I get the best visuals, um, Fair enough, like yeah. how the games have progressed. Um, and uh, yeah, that's been super fun. Still, I'm taking my time. Um, I'm about halfway through, so I want to really want to see it to the end. And you have not um, played God of War three. I played two and three. I oh, didn't you did? I, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually bought that whenever it got remastered on PS4. So, did they get remastered on PS4? Yeah, I have a copy of it on PS4. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, okay. Um, oh, God of War 3. Yeah, God of War 3. I was thinking about 1 and 2. That was remastered on the PS1. No, no, no. PS2, I think. 2 or 3. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's been a lot of fun. And the last thing I've been playing is Multiverse. Yeah. Um, The new Warner Brothers Smash clone. Um, I played Nickelodeon uh, Brawl Stars or whatever the fuck it's called. Right. It's kind of ass, dude. Don't play the Nickelodeon one. They're both free. Um, Multiverse has really awesome characters. The characters feel really great. And it feels more like a game. The Nickelodeon one feels so elementary right now. There's not very many ways to... I don't know. You're just fighting like as if you would be in an arcade. And that's great. But like there's like progressing and there's like a battle pass in um, Brawl Stars. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel predatory yet. Yeah. So I've unlocked one character. I'm going to see how it goes. Brawl Stars or Multiverses? I'm sorry, Multiverse. Okay. I'm getting them confused. That's all good. But um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I can walk walk around as Ultra Instinct Shaggy, which is actually canon now, which is phenomenal. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, beat the shit out of Bugs Bunny and Harley Quinn and Batman and Superman. And nice. Drake the dog. Nice. Finn the human. <laughs> you know, it, it's just so weird, but it's... It's a lot of fun. And fucking LeBron James. You can literally beat up LeBron James with Bugs Bunny in this game. How fucking ridiculous is that? I mean, that sounds about right to me. So yeah. it's been a lot of fun and it's cross play. It's completely free. Everyone check it out. If you want to play, I'll I'll try and beat the shit out of you. You might be my ass. Yeah, I'm going to try to hop in with you sometime this week for Let's sure. Let's do it. It won't be tonight, but it'll be. We'll try. You could do 2v2s online too, which is really fun. I was doing that earlier. Um, I... Have you guys ever played a game that you thought you were playing against bots because somebody else queued it, but it was real people? <laughs> yes. That happened to me earlier, and you get a sense of confidence that like is unmatched. So for like the first two matches, <laughs> I was not aware that these were actual people for some reason because I'm brain dead. Um, yeah, dude, and I just was fighting my heart out. It was wonderful. Nice. Play like you're playing bots, you know? Perfect. <laughs> That's it, man. All right. Uh, I'll start out with Stray, since you talked about that too. Um, I talked about this last week, and I did, did end up finishing the game. I think it was the next day. Uh, and then earlier this week, maybe late last week, I don't know. I got the platinum for it. Uh, the game is, as Brandon said, it's beautiful. It looks gorgeous. It sounds great. Uh, it All the music design is per- is perfect. And I just really like the story. It's cute. It's um, It's heartfelt. It's uh, it's endearing, I guess I'll say. So if you haven't checked it out, it's like 30 bucks. It's only six showers long. I think it took me like seven and a half total to get the platinum without. Okay, so what happened was I played the game regular, you know, got all the collectibles, searched around every corner, whatever. Then I went through it a second time and I was using a guide and I finished the game at one hour, 59 minutes and 13 seconds which for anybody who knows, you have to beat the game in two hours to get the platinum. And the ending cutscene counts as part of your time, and it's like 50 seconds long. 
So I missed the platinum by like three or four seconds. So I immediately loaded. I was angry. I raged. I typed in discord for a little bit. Then I, I booted it back up and I was like, I'll never be as fresh as I am right now. So I just started it over again and ran through it. I finished it in like a minute, 40 minute, 45 tops. So I did get the platinum, uh, had a nice time with it. I want more linear, simple experiences like this, more linear, you know, there's a little bit of open worldness to it, I guess you could say, but uh, some more linear experiences like this that are, you know, even 20, 30, 40 bucks that are just going to give you the a nice little experience that once you're done, you don't have to go back. You're done with it. And it's just satisfying. Six to 15 hours is perfect for, for that price point to me, as long as it's a quality game. Yeah. Uh, the other game that I 100 percented this week uh, is Power Wash Simulator. And I talked about this last Damn. week. <laughs> Uh, but I just kept going hard for the rest of the week and uh, wrapped it up. I will say, I talked about there not being much of a, uh, a story or anything, and there's still not. But I will say that at the end of the game, and I'm totally fine with no story. That, I don't need one. But at the end of the game, there's a couple little cutscenes that, you know, change the dynamic of the game entirely. So The lore. Uh, the lore of the game. So Do I they, do they hint at a Power Wash Simulator cinematic universe? Um, they didn't hint at it, but I, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. You think they're going to do like a like a multiverse type, like everybody? <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> everybody just has power washers. But... Now, I think I said I platinumed it. I didn't platinum it. I got the thousand gamer score. I don't know what nice. I said, but uh, the the equivalent, the the inferior equivalent to, yeah. <laughs> to PlayStation. Uh, the other thing though that I did do while I was playing is my buddy Justin wanted to play a game, and he had been asking me about power washer i'd been talking to him about it probably more like it and uh, i was like i think there's co-op so we just hopped in and we like literally all we were really doing was just hanging out while we were power washing some boys washing some walls crossing streams streams, (laughs) uh shooting each other i was like yeah shooting them with the power washer there's no advantage to the game to power washing with someone else as far as like anything except for the fact that more things get washed more quickly you power wash each other you can power wash each other if you want. Did you both do it? At, was it just like one of you went was doing the one when the other one was sitting there? Actually, or? he power washed me first, and then I power washed him and pushed him around a little bit. With wow, it. very yeah. very slippery. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two other things, Brandon. <laughs> you got me to start playing God of War 2018. Hell yeah! Now. I haven't played more than a couple hours since the last time we talked about it mm-hmm. because instead of that, th- this past weekend I was at a game convention and like a the selling, you know, retro games and stuff. And I was able to snag a Vita or a, a PlayStation TV, you know, the Vita TV as some people call it. Yeah. And I got it in box, looked pristine, $110. Damn. Worked perfectly. And I've been, wa- I've been trying to play the, the God of War collection on the Vita. And every time I'm playing it, because there's a fixed camera angle, I'm just like, oh, this is so cumbersome to play on a small screen. Even though I love the Vita, I never have any complaints about it, but that just wasn't the right game for it for me. Yeah. So with the Vita TV, Absolutely. here I am with my DualShock uh, on the TV or actually on the computer monitor. So I've been playing OG God of War. Absolutely, dude. And it's so nice. Like, it doesn't look good anymore. I, I don't know what version. It's the Vita version. So, you know, it looks how it looks, but... Uh, it's so nice to just play a game that's just like straightforward. Uh, go here, go there, you know. Yeah, you learn pretty quick what you mash. can and can't do, and then you don't learn anything else. Exactly. Like, yeah, mash square the whole time. Whatever. Right. The thing I forgot about this game, because I did play God of War 1. 
I forgot how many titties were in it. Oh, dude. <laughs> God of War has always had titties. I know. And the sex mini games, literally the pioneers, probably not. Leisure Suit Larry is like, yeah. like rolling in his grave over here. Yeah. But I was going to say the first sex. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> but no, dude, they, um, it's, it, until 2018, I feel like it's always been that way. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying for better or for worse. Right, right. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from a teat if it was staring at me. Right. But, but it's not even just the the sex mini games. It's also it's everywhere. Yeah, it's like everyone's boobs are out. All the female characters, their boobs are out. The monsters' boobs are out. Yeah, the the flying ghouls' boobs are out. Yeah, there's boobs everywhere. You know, it's funny because I know David Jaffe worked on that game, and uh, he is a man I now know, and I want to just ask him. He's a boob guy then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to know, like, what were the conversations like when you told the folks at Sony we're putting boobies in it? Santa Monica, yeah, yeah. We just came to Sony back back then and was like, "Listen, boobies." <laughs> I can't. Sold. I have to imagine, like, at some point, because there were other games of that era that had a little more risk. There was just a lot, it. though. You're right, but you there isn't really uh, the only time you really get boobies in uh in games anymore is in anime stuff yeah i mean degenerate things sure sure not tough stuff like kratos oh no you know? no never <laughs> but no that are you enjoying it yeah i'm, I'm having a lot of fun Good. with it uh and i'm excited to keep playing through them and uh because i don't think i've ever played any of the other ones yeah. i might have touched the one on psp Chains of Olympus. Well, I think there was more than one. Okay. I, I played Chains of Olympus. I don't think there's any way for me to play that right now at all, unless yeah. I have a PSP. So I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. If you don't have it, I think I might have it. I can, I can Chains of Olympus? Yeah, I can lend it to you. I mean, I don't have a PSP. Oh, you're on the Vita. My bad. My yeah. bad. My bad. My bad. I thought you could play I, that on PlayStation now. Um, Ch- Chains of Olympus? I don't yeah. think so. No? Okay. You could, I could check, but I, I don't think. Well, I'm sure someone in the Discord will tell us. Yeah. About three minutes after the episode goes up somehow. <laughs> And then, speaking of degenerate things, uh, I booted up Danganronpa. Oh my god! Dustin has been telling me. I think I met Dustin in 2015, maybe 2014. And since about seven or eight minutes after I met him, he's been telling me to play Danganronpa. And then now that Maddie's talking about Danganronpa all the time, and I hear him talking about it, I'm just like, okay, I gotta play it. So I don't, I don't mind that it's an anime aesthetic, whatever. You know, that's fine. As long as it's got a good everything else. But I just don't like visual novels. It's just I feel bored the whole time. And I understand that's a problem with me and not necessarily the medium. But I'm going to give it a shot. I know it's I think it's kind of a long game. I looked up how long to be. I think it said 25 hours. I don't know if I'll stick with it that long, but I'm hoping that soon here the story grabs a hold of me and doesn't let go. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. Yeah. But. I know it gets a lot of praise and I, I want to experience it, but I just wish it was any other type of game besides a visual novel. Monokuma hasn't charmed you yet. Monokuma is literally sitting on the futon six feet from me. We're here in Dustin's studio and <laughs> Monokuma is there. And He's I'm never like, far. He's never far. Oh God. Yeah. Speaking of the Discord, by the way, the, 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 the degenerates over there, um, we were talking earlier about like winter and clothes and stuff like that. And... Ed types in there stuff about wearing different types of clothes and what he likes. And then Poot starts talking about what kind of pants he likes to wear and everything. And I'm like, oh, these guys are talking about the episode last week when we talked about winter and stuff. And I was like, that was 20 minutes ago. 
<laughs> so I don't know what they're referring to that they're talking about that, but I think we're still talking about the um the potentially the zips, the zipping part of the hoodie. Maybe, but I don't remember. I like it though. It's it it's kind of like a collective conscious we're achieving here. So that's true. Anyway, I think that's about it, boys. Yeah, join the join the Discord. Join the Discord. There's a lot of good stuff happening there. You can apparently find out what we're talking about in the episode before we ever talk about it. Yeah. Before the episode comes out. And uh, you can see a picture of Dave's puzzle tomorrow. <laughs> which I can tell he is currently putting pieces on. No, I'm, I'm, I stopped. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sure I did. It's okay. We I hit mind. that wall. I'm angry now. But yeah. Good to see you, boys. Patreon.com slash handsome. Good to see you too, Dave, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash handsome phantom. As little as a dollar a month. Add free early access. Join the Discord. It's totally free to join. Although you can be a patron and get a little special badge in there, a special color on your name or something like that uh, over at handsomephantom.com slash discord. I think that's it until next time. Bye. The HP podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsomephantom. The following patrons are at the $5 or above level, and we appreciate their support. Wormhat, Toby Ryland, Charles Peterson, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Hoot, Boots, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Brian, Nuke Dukem, and Derek O. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.